4: backroom deals huge amounts of money CIA secrets sets off a firestorm in Washington affairs no way this guy's got a mistress corruption I knew I was a dead man warning it's even messier than you thought United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper Sunday at 9 on CNN this is the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
0: Okay. Lombardi line. As we say, hi, hope you're having a great Friday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South point, man. It's busy today. You got four yeah. in major league baseball. You got four coming up tonight. Friday night lights, college football.
2: Got to have the TV on the backyard tonight, Patrick. Got to have it on. Got to go TV on a Friday night in the backyard. Can't miss it. Got to do it, Patrick. Gotta you got to, you got you, gotta,
0: you gotta, you're going to light the fire pit.
2: Well, I don't know if it'll be cold enough. It's been really nice back here, we, but we can we can always call an audible. Blue ninety, blue ninety. Check, hit the fire. I mean, that's not a problem. We get that done. I, I do. I did yeah. learn. I did learn through the break, through the the research and the dedication of our executive William Byrne abstention. That that it appears that Teddy Bridgewater has passed that hurdle this morning on the test that we talked about. So
0: Teddy looks like he's going to start. It's, it looks in like, Pittsburgh.
2: bearing any unforeseen problems, according to Mike Cliss, who's a very good reporter at the Denver. I think he's with the Denver Post, or he might be with one of those out of directional newspapers. I'm not sure, but he's with somebody in Denver. And he's pretty wired within the building and works at it. Uh, that that Teddy is going to play. Okay. Thank it you. It thank you to Berman. And thank you to Let's the reporter. Let's see if it affected that number.
0: And now it's still sitting a pick. I got, I got mostly pickums here as we take a look. Uh, let me just see. You know, well.
2: Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of those teams. Like last week, I, I didn't want to touch Pittsburgh because I was fearful. And if you asked me what I was fearful of, I couldn't tell you. It was Tomlin's ability to lead a team from behind. It was Tomlin's ability. It was all about something that wasn't tangible on the field. And I think this line is really about some fear that, that you have about Pittsburgh being able to turn it on. You can't really say why you're not sure why, you know, they're not very good. They've demonstrated no ability to play. You know, they're, they've gotten 62% of the bets coming in on them and 55% of the money against Denver. And yet, if you look at the four games, both teams have played, it's not close.
0: We just went but to one here. Something
2: about, there's something about Pittsburgh. Yeah, there it goes. There's something about Pittsburgh that, uh, that makes you feel like they're going to bounce back. And I don't know what it is. There's no evidence of it. Scared money there's don't make no Scared money don't make money, though. You can't be scared. scared you, know, you know, fear is your headwind here. Some people use fear as a tailwind. Fear about, there's something about Pittsburgh that blocks you. It's you know, and, and I don't, I and 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 I'm saying this from a first person standpoint. I, 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 it's for me too. Last week, six and a half on the road, Green Bay. I, I didn't think they could score any points, even though Green Bay's not good on defense.
0: Fear. But headwind. I stayed
2: away. I steered away.
0: Yeah, fear headwind. Is that Churchill or is that
2: Lombardi? That's Jimmy Lovine. I wrote that for the Daily Coach for Monday. It's Jimmy Lovine. Great story about Jimmy Iveen, Iveen and not Loveen, it's Iveen. Jimmy Iveen, he's sitting there, he's 23 years old, he's sitting as a co-producer in a chair, and John Lennon is, is recording an album, and the guy who's the main producer, who works Jimmy works for, is in an argument with John Lennon. And Lennon says, I've had enough of you, you're fired, get out. Kid, you take over. And that's how he got
0: his career going. So he is, of course, entrepreneur, record exec teamed up with Dr. Dre with the beats. Uh, I there's a great, maybe HBO. There's a great documentary about
2: him. Oh, the, the, the department, I think it's called the, yeah, I, I, it's with him and Dr. Dre. I mean, there's so many great stories about the guy. I mean, he's hiding Stevie Nicks in his basement because he doesn't want Tom Petty to know that he's dating her. Yes. And then he comes up with this great idea to put Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks together. She thinks it's ridiculous. And he says, look, girl, you know, if you start singing a song about a man, you don't drag your heart around. Dude, people are going to fall in love with you. She did. And look what happened. It was a hit. I need that kind of advice in my life. That's what I need, Patrick. Where I need that advice, especially on Saturday morning when I'm trying to figure out these games. That's all what right, I need. All right.
0: Well, hold on. I'll just text Ivine right now. Hit up Lombardi. <laughs> uh, did you like, by the way, did you like the highlighter green from head to toe Seattle yesterday?
2: I thought it was the it was exactly the pen that Sirianni puts in his hat. That's what it looked like <laughs> to me. No, I hated it. I despised it. I mean, I are you kidding me? I, I mean, I love blue and a little bit of green. I don't like a lot of green and no blue. I like a little bit of blue. I like a lot of blue, a little bit of green. I think it looks distinct. I thought it was ridiculous. It looks like Oregon. It, it, it very much does. And a 20- Although I got to say, you know, Pete, Pete, did, was not on top of his game last night. The, Pete was not on top of his game, and you know, Gil Alexander has been a critical of Pete for for years, and I've defended Pete too, Gil. But I, I I I didn't listen to Gil's show today, but I'm sure he was all he was perplexed by some of the the decisions. That Pete made in that game.
0: Yeah, game management left wanting. Honestly, I thought McVeigh I thought McVay was str- struggled in game. He as was well. terrible.
2: But McVeigh's always that way. McVay's the classic millennial coach. He just doesn't care about anything but points. Just give me points. Give me the ball. Give me points. I want to go. i want going to go. I want to go. I want to go. go. You know. I mean, they ran. Seattle was running. Excuse me. The Rams were running spin post, curl post. They must have run it 70 times in the. I mean, it was like every pass play was spin in. And what happens is they get in three-by-one. They run they – run, one of the receivers runs an in route. Another receiver runs a curl right in front of the end. So now it's kind of – got a high-low in the middle of the field. And if you take the in, if you take the, the, the little pass, the end is open. They kept running it. That's how Woods cut all that – there was no adjustment. There was no adjustment. Like typically, okay, when they're in three-by-one, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to – here's what's so bad about it. In pro football – In college football, there's only two formations, only two. It's either two-by-two or three-by-one. Now, if they go empty, it could be three-by-two, but let's just call it for the sake of calling it three-by-one or two-by-two. That's all it is. Now, who lines up where is always complicated. But when you know it's three receivers to one side and a tight end to another, you can set your defense accordingly, and you could adjust it. That, there was no adjustment in that game last night. They kept running the same path. I kept thinking to myself, are they going to stop spinning? Like this is a classic day one install play. Two
0: teams headed in opposite directions. By the way, if all four of the Rams wins this year have come, come against teams that made the postseason last year. So they're sitting four and one, two and three for the Seahawks. I mentioned the other two times the Seahawks started two and three during the Russell Wilson era with the Seahawks. They made the postseason both years Going to be an uphill battle with that defense this year.
2: Well, Geno Smith and that defense—it's not a good combination. What's the look-ahead line when they go back to where are they go to Pittsburgh next week? They what are to they favorite? They're probably favored by two.
0: I'll tell you right now: Seattle, Pittsburgh, Westgate's got it. Seattle lane, two and a half.
2: That—that—that's—that's that hidden—that's that, 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 that's that hidden, that's that hidden that, that, thing about Pittsburgh, which I can't under, I can't discover.
0: Yeah, that's the Westgate number from May as well. Okay, so that is that. Uh, it, before we move on, just for a new audience, top of the hour, is there anything you can take? You're down on Seattle. You're down on the in-game management. Now let's go to the Rams. That finger's going to be barking. Stafford's going to play. Trust me, that dude's tougher. Anybody in the league, ask Orlovsky, yeah. just constantly telling people how tough he is. He is um, moving forward for the Rams. Next up for the Rams, uh, they've got the Giants. They're going to head to the Giants next week.
2: Oh, I mean that's the 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 Giants. That's a, that's a game that they they can feast on because Raheem Morris will destroy Jason Garrett in that game. He'll blitz them. He'll do all sorts of things. Remember, it's coordinators versus coordinators. Let's not lose sight of that. Let's not lose sight of that. Okay. Let's make sure we keep that in our in our in our in our in our uh, visual in our vision. Uh, You know, for the Rams, I think you can move the ball. I think when they get into January, I think they're going to have a hard time when they go against a good quarterback who understands that if a team gets ahead of them and makes them play from behind, they are a front-running team. They are a front-running team. That doesn't mean they're not a good team. It just means they're a front-running team. And I think if you can get into a, a game where the coach understands how to manage the game, I think you can beat McVay's teams that way. I think there was a perfect opportunity for Pete Carroll to win that game. He mismanaged the middle eight. The, at the end of the day, everybody's going to say, well, Geno, you know, threw the interception and Wilson got hurt and that's why we lost. You know, but again, what have I've often said many times? After every game, you got to sit down and analyze why did we win? Why did we lose? Now, Seattle will, will have some reason why they won and why they lost. Here, let me tell you why they lost. They lost because they never, they never took away the main play. They never double cup, right? That's one, two. They, they they never handled the middle eight. The end of the half, they ended up they they didn't get any points. They didn't get any points. They had the ball. They're moving it down the field. They let they let thirty some seconds go off the clock. Even it was so bad. Joe Buck even commented on it.
0: That punt from Carroll was unexcusable.
2: I mean, the run into or was that better? Was that worse than the run into Aaron Donald Oh, the two in a row on third and fourth? I mean, well, no. It's... When he called on fourth and two, when he, when they're when they're when they're struggling to get lined up, you could just see they didn't have a good play. Like yeah, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, yep. I, and then they run it right into Aaron Donald. Meanwhile, he just Aaron Donald lifted the left guard up and just stood him there, like it like Dominic was trying to block me and I just hold him here. Okay, where's the ball? Poop. I'll let you go. Like, come on. By the
0: way, there's a report now. Wilson's going to get an MRI. I see a hand specialist. So this could be trending towards. Worse than just well, dislocation. Well, I mean, if it's, there's
2: got to, you know, look, the, 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 sprains are, are dislocations. It's just a different way. Of, and, and when you do something, when your finger is hurt and you rely on the touch of your finger, and I think it's his middle finger, right? Yes, it, it is. It was his, finger. It was his that's middle the, finger. And that's the finger the ball comes off of. I mean, that's the, that's really where you get your touch from it. So that's problematic. I mean, that's really, you know, and, and there's no, we can hear, this is, you know, we'll inject, if you inject it, then you have no feeling in it, so you can't go that way. It's really a complicated thing.
0: When we come back, the what number – What are you want to talk about? Well, I was wondering if you thought Minnesota should be – it's jumped from 8 to 10 with
2: Detroit. I know. Down. <laughs> well, Detroit's offensive line speed up. Right now it's not going yes. to play. Sewell's not going to play. You know, Goff in a dome, table for two over in the corner – you know, I mean, where are we going here?
0: <laughs> okay. We come back. I want you to cap that game for us. And then also Houston and new England as we continue. And when we come back immediately, I want you to give on his 78th birthday, your favorite Chevy chase movie. When we come back. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you 78
2: can, is Chevy 78.
0: Yeah. You can get with Berman wow. on this. Berman's right behind you. You can find out. Cause Berman's a movie guy too. We come back uh, Chevy yeah. chase from Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line.
1: Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: You're listening to The Lombardi Line on vSEN, featuring former NFL executive
4: Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's
0: Patrick Maher. Okay. It's the betting splits. You love them. And we got them up there. They're super accurate. AD did a great job with this the latest betting splits on every game. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets written odds data. Again, every number has a story and the betting splits help you tell that story. Beeson.com for more information. All right. So from yeah. what I understand, there was a lot of debate during the break today. Chevy chase is 78. You want to feel old? Chevy Chase is 78. My gosh. I so I asked you, I what is Chevy Chase's best movie? And I want you well, to go through went, the thought process before you give me the well, answer.
2: The initial answer is I love him in Caddyshack. However, that's a supporting role. He's really not right. in that. It's not, you can't really give that as his best movie because he played a great part, but yet it wasn't. He didn't carry the movie. The, the correct answer is Fletch. That's the hmm. correct answer. And then vacation and then Christmas vacation. Those are the top three. So you go. That's the consensus go, of the Fle- Asbury Avenue offices okay, here.
0: Asbury. So Berman in the mix. So you go Fletch 85 where he's the star. Then you go 83 vacation. Then you go 85 Christmas vacation. Clark.
2: Clark and Clark Beverly D'Angelo was good in both those. I mean, she was good in both vacation. I mean, it was a good. I mean, they were both good. You know, I can't. I can't complain about that. I mean, I, I just think, to me, you can't give it to Caddyshack because, even though I quote some of his lines, you know, I, I still think that it's it's you know, it's hard to it's hard to give him that based on he wasn't the leading actor in it.
0: Just what family and what house are you growing up in? If during Christmas time, Christmas vacation is not a part of the mix at some point. Like, what is happening? Well, there's a
2: lot of, in my house. There's a, now, now, We're into Christmas movies. This is a whole delicate balance here. You've got to have to have, you got to go. I mean, you know, there's no chance we're not watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, of you course. Know? You know, and so th- that's the main movie of Christmas in our house. I mean, that's has to be one
0: of the great movies of all time. My friend just I named mean, his dog Zuzu.
2: So, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough to get Christmas vacation in. And then Home Alone, I know it's not technically a Christmas movie, but it's going to be shown at Christmas. You're going to watch it.
0: So you go Home Alone over Christmas vacation?
2: I probably would. Oof. I mean, I love Home Alone. Oof. I mean, I love Home Alone. It's the... like Christmas Vacation. They're both taking a Christmas vacation. <laughs> That's facts. I love Frank. I love Frank and Home Alone. And he tries to steal the china on the plane. He won't pay the pizza guy. I mean, everybody's got an Uncle Frank who won't pay for anything, right?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. One thing I will tell you about the vacation movies. So that was something that we'd watch as a family, but was always very uncomfortable because there was always a scene where there was, you know, some bad part shown. Uh, And so sitting there with my parents watching it when, you know, some uh, nether regions were shown was a bit uncomfortable. And Beverly D'Angelo, as a kid, I had a huge crush on her.
2: I'm sure I can understand it,
0: and uh, Berman just I can understand it
2: corroborates. He wrote
0: Beverly D'Angelo fire emoji.
2: So, there you go. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know he liked her. We didn't even get to that part. Well, next break. Yeah, next uh,
0: break. We <laughs> so how about how about seventy eight for Chase though? Chevy feel right mm-hmm. to you? Feels old to me. I thought he was like seventy four. Feels old.
2: No, I mean that feels old. He looks to good. Me. God. Looks great. I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That's the new 68.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says. All right. Back to the football. That was fun. A little walk down memory yeah. lane with Mr. Lombardi. And, I mean, uh,
2: where else can you get Jimmy Iveen and Fletch in the same conversation? Nope. I mean, think about it. The the vast, we spatting the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports right here. Uh, only. Wasn't that a theme of a show? That was a the theme of a show. I used to watch the worldwide of sports when I was a kid. I used to <laughs> 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoons. Get my fat ass home and watch it. it, no, 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 take, it easy.
0: take it easy. Call I
2: didn't understand some of the sports either. It was like, you know, that we had to remember that where they would just, what's that sport where they, they move the ice in front of it. What is that called? Ice fishing? You know, oh, no, oh, 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 uh,
0: what's that what, called? Where you, they, with the, they, with like, the box, they dust the ice them? as the, um, yeah. Uh, what is that? I love that. I like watching that sport. Actually, that's uh. but
2: there's serious people in that too. Uh,
0: um, curling, 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 curling. Yeah. Curling. Early. Yeah, It's big in Canada. Nice. Were you a, were you a troublemaker as a child? No, I was pretty, pretty, I was a pretty good kid. Yeah. Studious. Good, good grades. I like football. <laughs> Speaking of football, <laughs> Detroit's at Minnesota. So I told you this number opened yeah. eight, Minnesota's jumped up to 10. So a key number Uh, there, 10, it's 10 everywhere across the board. In fact, I'm seeing a little juice. I, I see a book offshore went to 10 and a half. Are you surprised with the movement from no. eight to 10?
2: No, that's a quick answer. Not at all. I mean, because look, the Packers beat them 37-17. They played their best quarter. I think the Vikings are playing really good on defense. They held Baker Mayfield to 14 points. I know Baker had the torn labrum in his left shoulder, but their pass rush was getting better. There was no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, their pass rush was getting better. I felt like, you know, their defense was playing better. Uh, Detroit without the offensive line, that's been the strength. If they start to put some pressure on Goff in that crowd with that horn going all the time, I think this is a tough environment to play in. And look, this is Cousins' day to come back, to come back as an opportunity to to really cover the spread and throw the ball against a bad, bad secondary and against the defense that is the trifecta. You know, I mean, they're not one in five against the spread the last six games because they're playing great defense. I think this will be a game that the Vikings should win by 10. I mean, I liked it better at eight, but it's at ten and a half now. I, I see it's going. I, I was surprised it wasn't at 10 to start the week off, to be honest with you. My number on this game, Patrick, was one second here. Sometimes it takes this mouse a little while to get moving here. Well, I'll
0: just tell you My this. Num-
2: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you tell me? Well, I'll tell you,
0: you, smartly put by you, because they're two best blockers, Decker and Ragnow, both out. Uh, Penny Sewell, the and rookie, out he's tool. probably going to be out. Also, Hawkinson's
2: questionable. Jamal Williams is questionable. The Lions. Swift is questionable. He didn't practice yesterday. I mean, And they the one thing, thing they can do somebody. is run
0: the football, and they're they're just, they're banged up completely across right. the board.
2: Right. My, my number on this game was 925. So I thought it would open up at, you know. It, you know, it's at uh, it was at 9.5, Now it's at ten, ten and a half. And there's no chance. There's no chance. Now that puts a based on my number. There's no chance that that would put the. Uh, so what I do with it is so the way I do this is when the number changes, right? That's a two point five variance. What I call a variance in it, and. You know, I, I don't want to really, that's too small of a variance for me to play. So right. I would never take Detroit. I would never take Detroit in that game.
0: Well, you shouldn't. They're coming off a 10-point loss to the Bears. They're 0-4. Now here comes the Vikings. The Vikings are interesting. So they lose 14-7 to 7 to the Browns. They're 1-3 and 3 straight up. They could be 3-1. A must-win. A good spot to get back to, you know, 2-3, and 3. respectability, and start clawing their way back. It's a great spot to have Detroit come in banged up uh, to your
2: house, I, I asked Josh this week, and I'm hopefully he'll have the answer when he comes on in the next block. So this so, so there's two teams this this week that are playing their third consecutive home game. Dallas and Minnesota. And for me, having been in the league, everybody on the outside thinks that's a great advantage. Play three home. I don't. I think three home in a row it's harder because there's too much going on outside the building. There's too much focus in other things that kind of eat away at what your concentration is. So if I would want to know, and I asked Josh this, what were the odds on, like, do the, the teams win that third game? If they're 2-0 and going in the third, do they win it? If they're 1-1, do they win it? You know, if they're 0-2, obviously it's, it's problematic. They're probably not a good team. But I think this third home game is significant.
0: The Detroit Lions defense, I could go into some of the numbers, but it would be bad. It's not safe for work on a Friday.
2: Let's, let's just say they're the trifecta. They're bad. They can't rush, they can't run, they're slow, and they can't cover. Other than that, they're delightful.
0: I could say they're. Thin. A, I. I. That's a very succinct way of putting it. I would say they're thin at cornerback, but they're thin at linebacker. They're thin up front. But the reason I bring up they, cornerback is because Jefferson and Thielen are going to get against them. They
2: are thin. They are. Th- they are thin. Thin and but soft. I don't know if they're thin. Thin means implies they have talent. Devoid of talent means they're devoid of talent. See, thin implies they're really talented. I don't think they're thin.
0: What was. Bob Quinn up to what was he doing? What was he do- what, what, like? What was the Collins move? What was like? I could just go. At, I could go on and on about what that we could regime, go on and on. Like seriously, is he in the league? Is Bob Quinn in the league?
2: Yeah, he's working for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, congratulations sure, he's working for the Cleveland Browns. It's just good. Just David Caldwell's in the league too. He's working for the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, and Patricia, he's an assistant with
0: New England. Is that what it is?
2: He sure is. He congratulations,
0: sure is. man. Congratulations, you guys did a hell of a job in Detroit. Where, anyway. Uh, I'll move on. It's just depressing, you, especially when you have a lame duck organization and they're throwing Hail Marys to save their job for one season, and then it besets them even more moving. Anyway,
2: why are you blaming the people? This has been going on in Detroit for years. Until the ownership changes, it's never going to change. The
0: Ford family, you know what cool. they are?
2: They're loyal. <laughs> the, 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 they're misguided the, they the, people confuse that's a daily coach right there I got to write that down they confuse misguided for loyal can I get can I get some commission on that one yeah sure what else? if we get good readership yeah we get some promotion on it love it yeah.
0: Oh, I'll be telling I'll be telling the whole state of Michigan will be reading when we come back misguided hopefully, hopefully Josh it. has that answer. what's the question in five seconds that Josh has to answer
2: What's the results after teams play three straight home games? Okay, perfect. We'll come back with that next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former
4: NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All
2: right, so
0: make this season, football season, your best. Subscribe right now. Side hustle. 22 bucks a month. You can't beat it. 24-7 video streaming daily best bet emails to your inbox throughout the day. Shout out to Bill A.D. Betting splits with the money ticket percentages. Full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. It's all for 22 bucks a month. Sign up right now. subscribe slash subscribe. Get you back here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Here comes Josh Applebaum. Josh, I don't know because I know you're recording the podcast. VEASAN.com slash podcast market insights. I don't know if you heard the question, um, but Michael has a question for you. Go ahead, Michael.
2: Well, we talked about it. Josh and I had a phone call this week, and we were talking about this is the third consecutive home game for teams. And I wonder, you know, the the general thinking is that the home team should be able to dominate the third game because they've been home for so long. But my sense of it is, an unresearched sense, is it actually works against you. You know, it actually works against you because you've been home too long, and the focus and the concentration kind of wanes and people just start to believe, well, we're playing home, so we're going to win. I mean, I think that's part of the problem in Seattle. Well, we're playing home, we're going to win. You know, no, you got to play good to win at home. Any thoughts on that, Josh?
3: Yeah, Michael's spot on here. And I think one thing I love about betting is we all have these thoughts, these, uh, you know, uh, feelings about certain situations just from watching games. Then we can actually put it into a a calculator, a database, and really see if our theories are correct. And, Michael, you're spot on here. I did this research for you, you know, looking at these teams playing their third game at home in a row. They only cover about 48.3% of the time. So, again, we got to win 52.3% Patrick, yeah, to to break even and, and, you know, overcome the juice. So you're losing pretty good here. But I think the key, Michael, especially uh, a couple games I would match would be uh, betting against the Chargers and taking the Browns here. That would be an inflated line opportunity. You know, we've seen that thing. Kind of bounce around one, one and a half, two, somewhere around there. I think the advantage there would be that Browns running game against the Chargers who are down at the bottom of the league here, uh, run defense. Then the other one would be uh, a gross one, but the Giants, you know, Giants coming off that big win uh, on the road, you know, uh, beating the Saints there. Now playing Dallas, who's staying at home, is getting their tires pumped. You know, they're the only team undefeated, ATS. But the great thing about that one, Michael, that I like, that open Cowboys minus seven and a half, it's down to seven. So you've seen movement toward the G-men. We talk about these divisional dogs all the time. Didn't come through last night, uh, but you are 56% ATS last couple of years. So, Michael, would you be looking to buy low on, on the Giants here with this trend and as well as the Browns, or which one do you like more, or do you like either?
2: Well, I like that. The reason I came up with the – I thought about the idea was the Giants, because I like the Giants and the seven. And that'll be one of my plays when I do Russo later today. If I get to pick it, but, uh, you know, I think to me, I think it's a hard game for the Cowboys because you are playing at home and that 48% number that's against the spread. That doesn't surprise me because I think the third home game, you still might win it, but it's going to be a hard game because you just think instinctively you're playing at home. It's an automatic win. You know, we got the home crowd. We don't have to travel and we know the home team. Now this year doesn't do as well as they've done in the past. So I like that. I like the Browns. The Browns, are uh, to me, I think the Browns should have been the favorite in this game, not the Chargers. I think there's no comparison in terms of when you break down the two teams, offense versus defense, defense versus offense. I think both coaching staffs are really good. So, to me, I would lean towards Cleveland in this game. I know everybody's hyped about Herbert. I am too. I think he's great. But I do think the Browns' offense, which really hasn't gotten their passing game going. And then, for me, the other one was – you know, when I, when I look at, the, when I look at the, playing three consecutive home games like Minnesota, this is now Minnesota's a little different than Dallas because Dallas has won two. But Minnesota's backs to the wall here. Like, they can't lose this game. They can't that's lose right. this game. And they've got to do everything in their power to win this game. Now, the question is, do we think they can cover? And I think that's where your 48% comes in. I mean, I think Minnesota's a better play in Survivor. I'm not sure they're a great play at 10.
0: By the way, remember, if you have honors today with Mad Dog, uh, Michael does with uh, Radio Legend, Mad Dog Christopher Russo every Friday, and he's killing him. He's killing him with the picks. But they go back and forth. So remember, if you love that one, go first. Because then you, you'll, you'll <laughs> yeah, lose I know. it if you do I mean,
2: I understand the tactic because I'm trying to think like he thinks on where he's going to go. And, uh, you know, I've got to try to take away one of his picks because I get the the lead off the game.
0: Don't think like he thinks he's a psychopath. There's nothing going on up there that's normal. Uh, Trust me, I know him too well. Uh, Josh, (laughs) Michael's laughing because he knows it. Uh, Josh, four in baseball today. Uh, Milwaukee's getting bet behind Burns later. Uh, Tampa Bay, no surprise, off the demolition last night. They're getting bet and sales on the bump for Boston. And San Francisco's getting bet. Tonight, however, the big news coming up in about 25 minutes here. First pitch in Houston, White Sox looking to even up the series. White Sox are getting bet big time right now.
3: They really are, Patrick. And again, small sample size. We've had four playoff games thus far, but so far we have favorites three and one. We have unders three and one. I think this under trend is something you can pay attention to. These games are different. They're handled differently. They're managed differently. Any sign of trouble, you get the quick hook for the starter. You get your bullpen game going. Each pitch is important. So, again, historically, we see these totals of eight or higher to the under. They're about 55% MLB playoffs last decade. But you're totally right, Patrick. This is definitely a sharp dog. Took in uh, some respected money here across the market. You had Houston open about minus 120 at home. And I think after yesterday, just an automatic play Houston. The White Sox can't can't get their bats going. But this would be a system we looked at all year, Michael. These uh, White Sox players, uh, they're batting order against lefties. They're 25-17 and 17 against lefties this year. Everyone's grabbing Houston, yet Houston, again, open minus 120, down to minus 114 on our book. But, guys, I'm seeing this become a pick'em game. I love this late movement, and I think on Sunday, Michael had a great idea of looking at the Sunday moves, you know, uh, when the limits are raised and those big bets come in. This would be, a you know, only, uh, what, a half hour away, yet we're seeing this further movement to the White Sox. So i will be looking at the White Sox here, Patrick. Milwaukee is really sharp. I like the Brewers today. They open like minus 135 and bet up all the way to minus 155. That's a favorite low total system match. Also, you look at uh, big majority of bets just saying, give me the Braves. Give me Charlie Morton and some plus money. Yet this thing's going pretty good to the Brewers. Uh, it pains me to say it, but my Red Sox not in a great spot today. I'd be looking at uh, betting against them and taking the Rays once again. They open like minus 125 then bet up to minus 135. And then also late night, Patrick. is gonna be a great series. Two hated rivals. Can't believe this is the first time they're gonna match up in the playoffs. But Dodgers in San Francisco, a lot of money's come in here on San Francisco Giants at home. It opened at around plus one twenty five San Fran, all the way down to I'm I'm seeing like plus one oh five, Patrick. So a lot of money coming in here. The G Men. And one thing that we've seen uh historically came through yesterday. When you play that one game playoff and then you come back and play the the opener of the division series, those teams are one and nine, their last ten. So maybe it's a good one, you know, coming off a uh, a big, uh, big win here, Patrick. The Giants well, because been waiting they get for the, drunk. the Dodgers to come. They got yeah.
0: drunk <laughs> right after the game, and then, like, and then they got to turn around 48 hours later and play baseball. I mean, Scherzer was hammered. So, but that's a good stat, though, Josh.
3: Yeah, it is, and that's what I'd be looking at in this play, guys. Uh, little, a little, little house money here with the G men. Got a lot to prove, and no one believed in them all year, but they get it done. So, I'd be looking at the plus money there. So, kind of mix of you know favorites, dogs today, but keep an eye on those totals. These unders have been coming through historically, and so far this playoffs. And Michael, you like the over White Sox in Houston. Yeah, You like the over eight, I just by the like way, the
2: White Sox against left-handed pitching. Yeah, and me I too. think that the, and I think the Astros lineup will, will obviously generate, generate some runs as well.
0: While you were explaining that, Josh, every book is favored now with the White Sox. So the White Sox are now favored one Oh up to one Oh seven. I see one Oh three at Westgate circus got him one Oh two. So everybody's leaning G Leto. Famber Valdez is overrated. I mean, that ERA is misleading. Anywho, I digress. Um, that you know, that's a tough one for Mr. Baseball because he was a White Sox and Astros guy all year. Two favorite teams, Michael. I know, Michael. I know
2: much, two teams. staring at your heartstrings there. I know. I mean, I was, I was riding them. I mean, no, nobody was making money off the White Sox le- against left-handed pitching them, Josh and I, all year.
0: Two and two and oh <laughs> start to the postseason for Mr. Baseball. Just to be clear, yesterday he went two and oh. Um, update college football this evening, Josh.
3: Yeah. A couple updates here in college guys uh, get Michael's take. You know, one thing we've seen in college football, it's been interesting is these unranked teams versus ranked teams buying low. The public just sees a one digit or two digit number next to a team name. They automatically just take the team that's higher ranked, but if you look at these spots so far, uh, so far unranked versus ranked teams, buying low 41 and 33 ATS this year, 55% overall. So Michael, I'll throw a couple at you. Temple, Cincinnati, uh, big American Athletic Conference showdown. Temple's won two straight. We know Cincy's great. They just beat Notre Dame. They're 5-0, and uh, they're 4-0, and they're, and they're undefeated ranked fifth overall. Michael, tickets are kind of split on this game. I think public sees Temple, they're playing well. They're getting a lot of, a lot of points here. Uh, but we've seen movement towards Cincinnati. They open minus 28, they've been bet up to minus 30. Uh, we do see, though, when you buy low on these big conference dogs, uh, if they're 30 or more, it's been pretty good historically to buy low on these spots, especially unranked first rank. You're about 57% ATS. Also seen interesting lack of movement on the total. Everyone's betting the over, saying it's got to go way over. But it opened 54. It's kind of creeping at some shops down to 53 and a half. Michael, this defense, as we know, held Notre Dame to only 13 since he's only given up 14 points a game. Would you be looking at uh, any play here on the spread and any lean to the total here, Michael?
2: You know what? Patrick talked me into taking the 30. And, it's, and if Uh-oh. I lose, it's because he talked me into it. So I'm going to take the <laughs> I like yeah. the under, to be clear. I do like the under. I do like the under, too. I do. I do. Temple let me down. I mean, I thought Temple belongs in my bottom 10. And with 17 nothing in the first quarter, I was strutting around my backyard thinking, boy, that was a good pick. And then they, they turned around and won the game 34-31. So that turned out to be a dud.
4: Yeah,
0: it's going to rain tonight in Cincinnati. I like that under. Hey, Josh, by the way, when you shooed the fly, it went right into your camera.
3: I know. I thought I was like Mike Pence in the debate. I was like trying to get that out of here. So yeah. <laughs> I
0: saw you working it. Trying to play it off. <laughs> I saw you working it. Uh great stuff. Good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi Thanks, Line, Josh. Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Big weekend. Excited for it. Okay. Market insights, Mr. Excitement. Market insights. <laughs> look at them. Uh, the podcast, podcast. You can listen to all the shows over at podcast. When we come back, Buffalo's getting bet in Kansas City. Should they be? It's down to two and a half, Michael. Yeah. We'll discuss that next here at Lombardi Line.
4: Mm-hmm. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.
2: Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees
0: for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
1: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
4: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
1: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v
4: featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: All right, so today, baseball playoffs. We've got a game starting in about first pitch in 27 minutes. However, you can sign up right now, BetMGM. Enjoy the thrill of victory. So here's the deal. You place a $10 bet today in baseball. Anybody hits a home run, you're going to win $200 in free, be, in free money. It's that simple. But you have to use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200 at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. They got specials, boosted odd specials, in-game betting, a great interface. Eligibility restrictions apply. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue as we welcome you back. I, I don't know about you, Michael, but I'm on uh, yeah.
2: Cameroon
0: right now against Mozambique in World Cup <laughs> qualifying. Have you ever been to Mozambique way? It's
2: supposed to be beautiful. No, I've never have. I've never have. And I, I'd like to go, but I've never have. But we've got a couple injury updates that I think are significant.
0: You lay, it on. So lay it on me.
2: The, the opening line of the, this week, Panthers playing the Eagles, a line opened at four and a half, and it's been bet down to three. And for good reason, Shaq Thompson has been declared out. Christian McCaffrey is now listed as doubtful. I think there was some hope he was going to play. Because he said he he looked like he could play. Matt Rule says he's doubtful. I don't think he's going to play. Gotcha. And then Cam Ewing, their starting left tackle, Cam Irving, their starting left tackle, is not going to play. So that means Brady Christensen will now go over to left tackle. The weakness of Carolina's team is their offensive line. We saw that last week against Dallas. And I think this line will continue to go towards towards two-and-a-half, towards two, as this week goes, because this is probably going to end up being... My line for the game was 4-2-5. The line was set at four-and-a-half. And and now it's going all the way back. The circle line for the game, I think, is four. or No, it's three. The circle line's three-and-a-half. So it just keeps moving towards Philadelphia. And I think it's injury-related, and I think that's significant. And the fact that Shaq Thompson, who really leads their team in defense isn't going to be on the field against the Oklahoma offense because that's what the Eagles run. They need the scho- the, the, the the Sooner Schooner. Uh, and thanks, Chris Felica, for, for tipping me off because I didn't know what the hell that was called. But the Sooner Schooner is coming through, and that Oklahoma offense down in Carolina, that's going to be a hard, hard game. Now, Philly's got a bunch of injuries themselves, but they think they'll get Jordan Malate back at left tackle. They're still going to miss Lance Johnson at right tackle, which means they'll move over whether they'll put Dillard at right tackle or not, I'm not sure. But I think this is why we're seeing so much line movement in Philly, and they'll expect more to come.
0: Yep, Philly, Carolina. This number right now, sitting three, as Michael mentioned, open four and a half, close to your number, which you have at four and a quarter, correct?
2: Yeah, I had it at four and a quarter to open it up, and I think it's just going to continue to go down that way. You know, Carolina without Shaq Thompson on their defense, I think that's significant. And then, you know, without having without having their starting left tackle. Not that Irving was a good player, because we saw last week he struggled to block Randy Gregory. It's how good is Brady Christensen, the, the draft pick out of BYU, the third-round pick. Can he come in and start and play for them? It's going to be a really hard game.
0: You and I are going to be here early. Jets Atlanta in London. You lost in it-
2: betting, guys. Join yeah. us for some in-game Yes, betting. please
0: do. You lost the three. It was three painted across the board Atlanta yesterday. It's going to two and a half. You could still find yeah. a three if you like the Jets. I I think this is going to close under three. I don't know where do you too. stand on a, this. My
2: line is 2-1-8 for this game. Okay. My line was 2-1-8 for this game. And, and frankly, my line should have the Jets as the favorite. Believe that or not. Believe that. I mean, Atlanta's numbers are so bad that in my ranking, uh, uh, the Jets should be a slight favorite. There's no home field here. Obviously, we're playing in the queens in the Queensland, so there's no home field advantage here. But that being said, you know, without without Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played very well, without Russell Gage, their other receiver, I mean, they, they really this Jet defensive front plays well. They, they I undervalued them coming into the season, and they played in the first. Four Quinn and games, Williams they is played a stud. Much Quinn and
0: Williams, yeah, is they, be all
2: great. those guys up front, they play fast, they play athletic. Now their offense is not very good. And Dean Peace will create some problems for Zach Wilson. I don't think there's any doubt. But I, I'm surprised Atlanta is the favorite because Atlanta has been very disappointing, particularly offensively. Like, if you were to sit there and watch Atlanta's team and say, what do they need? Well, they, obviously, they don't need, they, need, they don't need a tight end. I mean, what they need is a quarterback. Matt Ryan's not playing well. We, big, Matt Ryan's very fortunate that Big Ben's taken all the bad press because most everybody would be talking about Matt Ryan if it wasn't for Big Ben. And a coach,
0: a coaching hire they made, Arthur Smith, I, I, I'm guessing he likes Mr. Henry, right? Because not being able to come off that run like he did in Tennessee and Atlanta. Yeah, so. and,
2: and, and they went into the season. I love Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is a great player. I mean, but you needed another back to go with him. You need another back to go with him. You know, the other injury report update is I think what you're going to see here is, you know, Tennessee opened up as a three and a half point favorite. It got bet to four and a half. My sense of this game is this will get to five on Sunday. I think you're going to see some heavy action come in on Tennessee. Tennessee is getting Bud Dupree back. Tennessee is getting, you know, the receivers back, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They get those three players back against the Jacksonville team, which I'm not sure is in unification. I think that's going to spell. And plus, I think there's a huge disadvantage in terms of the coaching matchup. I think there'll be hard to think Brabel's not going to go in there. Derek Henry has had great success against this Jacksonville defense, who's plays good against the run, but Henry is very good against Jacksonville
0: at yeah, Tennessee's lane, four and a half on the road right now at Jacksonville. One thing for Jacksonville. I know the game's going to be a grind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Like that. I like how you work that in. <laughs> Thank you. And you wanted to talk about Buffalo, Kansas City. I did because Kansas City
0: opened three. Remember, they'll win every game. They're never going to cover. And uh, the betters are right. going that way with Buffalo. So the game opening is
2: going to go undefeated. Somebody at the worldwide leader predicted that. I guess that was wrong, huh?
0: I want names. Let's drag them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Buffalo, but it's been bet to two and a half. So obviously the key number NFL betting three. This is now plunged under three to two and a half with the Chiefs laying it at home, hosting the Bills
2: with a high fifty-six and a half. I think this has got to be the highest total we've seen oh, yes. all year. Is it fifty-seven? Yeah, fifty-seven. Mean, fifty-seven. You know, look, the Chiefs are really bad on defense. I mean, they are bad. They're bad as going back to the Bob Sutton era of defense. Their offense is still dynamic, but they've turned the ball over too much. And, you know, the Bills have got to take Tyreek Hill out of the game. And I think the whole, the reason for Josh Gordon, and I'm not saying it's the solution, but the reason for Josh Gordon is because they wanted another receiver to take the pressure off of Hill. You know, they don't have Sammy Watkins this year, and Pringle's not the guy. They feel like, I don't think Gordon's the guy. But if you take Tyreek Hill out and you do, can do a good job on Kelsey, it's hard for him to throw the ball. And I'm not sure that this chief offensive line is as good as we might have suspected this summer. I think they struggled in the first four games protecting Patrick Mahomes.
0: Can I ask for your number on that game? Buffalo, Kansas Yeah, City. I did.
2: why well, Buffalo is the favorite. I mean, I, again, I've said my numbers on Buffalo are way off. Denver and Buffalo, and this is not any disrespect to the teams, it's just who they've played, right? Buffalo opens up, they lose to Pittsburgh. They come back and they play the Jets down there in Miami, and Tua gets, don't say a bad word, he gets hurt. Then they come back and play a bad Washington team. Then they come back and play the Houston Texans with Davis Mills. So what quarterback have they played all year? They haven't played a quarterback. We don't know how good Buffalo is on defense. We think they're much better. We just don't know yet. And if anybody says they're better, then you're just you're a fan. You're not an analyst because there's no evidence to support it until they play against a good quarterback. Remember, it's quarterbacks. Who are we playing? Are you surprised
0: that Vegas hasn't jumped up to six? It opened five and a half with Chicago Shocked. and Fields. It hasn't budged Shocked. an inch. And... All the money is and, on and Las Chicago's Vegas. not
2: getting bet. Nobody's no. betting Chicago.
0: It's still five and Nobody's a half, though. Nobody's betting
2: Chicago. I think it's, a, I, think it's I, I mean, I'm all over it. I mean, I almost want to lead with this on my Russo pick. Take Vegas, and I'm scared to do it because it seems like it's too obvious. Like, how do the Raiders not score in the 20s, especially with Akeem Hicks not practicing today? If he doesn't play, now, once again, the Raiders, they're going to move Leatherwood into right guard. And they're going to play Brandon Parker, their starter at right tackle, who they drafted in the third round. Once again, the Raiders, you know, the, their draft picks are all over the place, you know. And, but their offense, if they can protect, they're going to throw the ball effectively. And do you really believe Justin Fields on the road in a hostile environment is going to play well? I know the Raiders' secondary is beat up. I know they've lost a lot of guys back there, particularly, and, and they're coming on a short week. But this is not a sophisticated passing game. Yes, I know that Bill Lazor's calling the plays and Coach Nagy's not, but still, it gives me some. Like, why isn't Vegas a, at least a six and a half point? It should be almost a touchdown favorite. My numbers on the game, though, two five six. Oh. Wow.
0: you don't you've got them under a three point. Okay, so you've got them two five six. The Raiders laying it.
2: And I can honestly tell everybody who listens to this program, I am not betting the Bears. So, so just because my numbers say that, I'm not going in that direction.
0: All right. Well, listen. We got a big show tomorrow. We'll discuss all these games on Sunday. We got a
2: big show tomorrow. Yeah, you got will. Oklahoma, Texas tomorrow. Early. can Red River? Get, got to go in a girl. Yeah. We can't wait. Right. Enjoy. Get,
0: get it going. Enjoy the. Fi- I got confirmation. You are going to have a fire tonight. Of if course. You, the the. If the you, director of Zodiac. If, has already if you were that, being yes. accommodating, you'd invite you'd invite Bruce over to your backyard tonight. Why don't you invite? We'd love him to him, have. have
2: i Bruce Hornsby, Bruce Springsteen. We'll I invite any Bruce over. We'd love to have him. <laughs> I can't think of any bruises
0: I was going to add, but I can't. Uh, Listen, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the Mr. Baseball. Enjoy the baseball as well. And we'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line.
1: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
4: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.